0: Implementing new security policies can be uh, can be tricky. Um, it, yes, Cat GPT is a great example. Um, so, yes. how does your team manage to handle change management when it comes to new policies or new ideas or new rules and regulations? Keeping that business continuity going, how are you guys? How are you structured from a change management piece um, to keep that business continuity? I
1: think I got three questions in there and I'll do all three, but I'll say, Wait. <laughs>
0: Our change
1: management structure is interesting. When I took the CISO course of what should be, when I was over in Paris, I said, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, right. like, it to was hear. real nice in all these countries. And I'm saying, that is exactly what we do. Uh, we meet uh, uh, every Monday. Mm-hmm. and uh well first of all we meet as a uh, we have a stand-up every meeting with all of the uh, key personnel everything from security to operations to everyone uh we have a large group that meets in the morning every morning at 8 30 go through Dang. any changes that are coming up any issues that's five days a week okay then on mondays and wednesdays from uh nine to nine thirty we On Mondays, we will go through and uh, take anyone that has an idea that they want to have a new software or they want to have a new uh, access to something or they want to have a new technology. And cyber has to agree that it even goes forward for discussion. Data has to agree that it goes forward for discussions. The enterprise architecture. So everyone's on that team yeah. and anyone can say, just takes one note. so this this is a very um uh, innovative way of doing it we don't go by the majority if one person says no there has to be a reason why Mm -hmm. so we ask the why and uh and we have never had a case where that why has been somebody just being nervous about something it's been why they're being nervous about saying yes to this where's the problem uh, that we, we can't handle that technology or it's it's a uh, the security for it is not good or we happen to know that they're not they're not that their business continuity plan of that, that particular vendor is not good. So we take that into place. If that is approved and it goes forward, then they have some time to put all their diagrams and everything, of course, within place. And then we will when it's ready, we will have a meeting on a Wednesday. Everyone has had plenty of time to review all the documentation. And if, is, if they still need more time, they will take it. And then in many cases, we take more time to do due diligence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if it's approved, just, just the idea, they still have to come in with a vendor questionnaire that we file the CMMC, the same as Department of Defense. We follow the deal. So we do that. As a matter of fact, when the city said they wanted to do CMC, I ran out and got certified in CMC. The foundation level, because I, I can't implement something without knowing that I understand it. It's easy to read it and read it wrong. So uh, so we, we're very specific about that. And then we say right away, how is it going to have a business continuity plan? Does it need an application recovery plan? Does it need a uh, database recovery plan? Does it need a, uh, you know, what what's going to be the, and then we're working now on, on each of these going through now and saying okay what are the recovery time objectives what's the recovery point objective so we're very uh i'm very lucky in that i get involved in all of it so i'm you know in each of the, the i'm doing the business continuity I'm, I'm involved in the privacy not responsible for it i'm responsible for it, but i'm we're still working within that and then uh we work with um so it's a an interesting approach to that. So within the business continuity, and we are following ISO 22301.
0: It sounds like your team is a, a very well-oiled machine, um, uh, maybe by design. Um, you know, it Well, somebody like... just
1: had their 25th anniversary yesterday.
0: Oh, well, that's lovely. He
1: started out in our network team
0: and uh,
1: <laughs> is now one of our senior personnel in cyber.
0: He knows the real secrets. Um, so from your consulting, putting on your consulting hat, from that perspective, when you look at teams who are falling down a bit, um, maybe not structured correctly or not following a process that's as smooth as the one that that you guys have implemented, what do you see as some of the um, riskier um, problems or behaviors from a consulting sure. perspective that are, are, are out there today?
1: Yes. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people where they do skip the uh, process of due diligence to that level they'll approve something and then afterwards find out that they you know because they didn't spend enough time working on the cyber aspects of it and checking everything uh they don't have the questionnaires they're just saying all right well i'll take a SOC 2 my concern with SOC 2 is the AICPA put the SOC 2 together and in some organizations the person who is doing the SOC 2 is a uh CPA
0: Mm, and
1: i don't want my uh i i don't want to do my CPA's taxes. And I'm sure I don't want them doing my cyber. (laughs) Uh, We have a little bit of concern about that. So one of the things that we've started doing is now asking for the uh, certification of whom they had on their team that was their cyber representative. And if not, then we're not accepting that. So uh, the uh, so that's the thing, and I think I find that most many most most organizations I can't I hate to use the word most most over fifty so over fifty percent we can say most um, are taking the sock to it verbatim and not even going through and asking who was who was part of the team
0: and how does this apply to me? That's interesting. So when you look at clients, um, um, consulting clients, and and the things that are. Scarier priorities to them going forward from from the security perspective. Do you feel that like a fractional time of uh, an information security officer is um, is is enough of a capability, or do you feel that most organizations are going to need their own on staff person going forward? You know,
1: it's interesting because there's there's a thing saying that you know that it depends on the size of the organization.
0: Yeah.
1: If uh, a smaller organization they can have a consultant coming in and working with the person who doesn't have a strong background
0: mm-hmm. and
1: guiding them. Okay. This is what you need to do this week. You need to do this. They can be coming in just an hour a week
0: mm-hmm.
1: and guiding them on what they need to be doing, but they do need to have a guide. They're out there on their own and they don't have a background. And I, I think it's uh, education is key. I think belonging to a, uh, many of the smaller organizations and even the large organizations, I know many of the CISOs that I've met, at, uh, you know, that I know are mm-hmm. not attending industry conferences. They're not yeah. attending webinars. And they're saying, well, nothing's really changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> we have AI that is changing the world by mass. And any organization that says they're not using AI, that's using Google. <laughs> Nowadays, yes. Is using AI. And it, it's, it's very hard. It's kind of like saying, I don't use technology. You know, today that's not going to be uh, common. And so it is all over the place. And having an understanding of AI, what the risks are, how to manage it, mm-hmm. um, as well as the integrity of the data. You know, right now, the banks that, can, that use blockchain for international transfers uh, to deal with the integrity of the data is Chase. And Goldman Sachs, HBSC uses it for commercial, but they're not using it for international transactions. That's Ooh. it. Those are the only banks that are using blockchain. And what's interesting is a lot of the cybersecurity conferences now are including blockchain. Yes. Because it's dealing with the integrity of the data. And it's it's uh, that's why many banks uh, will go through Chase or go through Goldman Sachs to do their ultimate
0: do you feel confident that blockchain is the is the next best thing for banking technology?
1: I think it's critical for banking technology. I wouldn't say it's the next best thing. I think it's a component mm. that is certainly important for the integrity of the data, but it certainly doesn't help with the confidentiality uh, or, or the
0: compliance. Why do you think that more? Um, well, the risk. Uh, Why do you think that more, I'll use the word regional, but it's probably incorrect, smaller, not chase sized banks haven't adopted the technology? What's what's the. um, It's
1: very complicated.
0: Just to no one understands. I
1: have have a very good friend that has her Ph.D. in it. And, uh, you know, I said I did it recently. Uh, She also came to the conference in Paris and I said uh, the uh, she lives in Portugal. So we have, you know, we're all very. From conferences we become come very close, and uh, uh, you know, I, I always kid her. I said, you know, for someone who's got this brain, you know, you come across so normal <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> when I know what's going on in her for oh, this blockchain, you know, and it's just very uh, she actually was one of the people that uh developed the uh new card that they're considering using in Europe for privacy, which is going to have uh, all of a per all employees. Is all uh, European citizens' personal data? It's going to have their payroll, so people can verify their payroll. It's going to have their checking information, their uh, passport information. Everything's going to be on one little card. And we were recently at the conference speaking about how well, this is, you know, going before parliament. I guess it is, you know, to go through and decide should they do this. And uh, we mentioned, but what about the confidentiality? The integrity may be there, but this, the confidentiality of it the, uh, the governance of it, you know, because just because there happens to be a government in place now that says, okay, we'll, we'll abide by that. Who knows what's going to happen in 20 years? Right. Where someone says, you know what, we need that information. We've had it collected all these years. Let's take it over war. Someone says, we need this information to know who, you know, or if it's, com- if it's, if it's uh, hacked. So I think that these are the changes that we're having. This all new innovation coming up with blockchain.
0: Yeah.
1: When people are forgetting it's only integrity,
0: not confidentiality. That's interesting. Okay, well, changing gears a little bit, I want to make sure we fit this in. Sure. So, I, I want to look at sort of day to day versus you know year over year issues that faced that you're faced with in your role. Um, obviously new technology. We've covered that a little bit. And change management, while I think that's a huge problem for other people, it seems like you guys have a seemingly good system for that as well. So what are some of the day-to-day and scarier long-term challenges that people in your role are facing right now?
1: We've had difficulty with our SOC team Mm in high turnover.
0: Oh and part of that is
1: uh it's more of an entry level you know position more junior position we're not you, you know coming in you know some of the people that are coming in and uh some have um uh you know salaries for government is not the same as they're going to get quite honestly working for another necessarily another company or so uh it but you know we haven't as you can tell I have somebody here for 25 years so yeah. anyone that's coming here is not coming for the salary per se the, the money is very good don't get me wrong it's just <laughs> more you know somewhere else and so the uh so that's part of it some of them have had uh going back for uh deciding to go back for another degree or deciding to go back for this or deciding to move and so there's been a huge turnover on that and that's very uh uh I, I've, at one point i said i feel like my job is just uh interviewing people <laughs> you know and it, it, it is a uh so you know we've had to uh uh, Restructure, you know, on, on exactly made a list of exactly what we want in the people, what has to be there, and uh, you do the interview process the best you can. But we know that that area is something that uh, uh, is going to be a higher turnover for us. Where in our regular cybersecurity our day team, mm-hmm. we haven't had uh, anybody except since I came, we've had one person leave, and that was uh, when I first started. You know, and they and he even came in and said, I don't want to leave. He said, "But I um, was—I wasn't even looking." He said, "I was offered a promotion, you know, raise." And we said, "Well, we certainly understand that, you know, but the uh, uh, the the um, I don't know if it was promotion, but he, you know, was probably you know moving up, a new title, moving up, you know, within a different structure, and and, and that's acceptable, you know, that's a different." And he came in and he said, "I feel so bad about leaving, you know." <laughs> it was like you know, and decisions for people, but uh, that that's an issue, I think also. Uh, there's constantly new threats. I mean, look what happened to Dallas. Sure. Uh, Dallas, they took over, they ransomed the fire trucks. They ransomed the um, the ambulances, and they were sending the fire trucks to houses that were not on fire. They were sending the ambulances to places that were not hospitals. They were rerouting, They're sending them to the wrong homes, and there was no one there that was ill. So I'm I, with that elaborating, we certainly know what the results of that was. And, and so these are um, you know, and they have quite a lot of IT people. I think they have over a hundred mm-hmm. IT people, if not well, much more. I just know, you know, and they uh they recently put out a uh very large after action report, which is available for the public, by the way. And it was very open and transparent. Cities have to be very transparent. So very transparent. I highly recommend reading it. And it's um it wasn't that they had done anything wrong. It's just that something wasn't done um, good enough. You know, it's, it's, there's new ways it. of coming up all the time. And uh, it, it's constantly uh, keep, it's kind of like having a two-year-old, you know, like every time you turn around, they <laughs> come up with something you have never heard of, it's you know, this. it's like how learned you learn this stuff? Well, you know. It's the same thing. And, you know, we we are constantly going for training. We're constantly going for seminars. So are Black Hatters.
0: I want to thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Um, and you can visit cdomagazine.tech for other interviews, probably including some more with you.
1: Christian, thank you so very much for today. I always appreciate the opportunity to be with CDO Magazine. It's a, a great organization and certainly a great magazine. And the conferences are next to none. Absolutely fabulous. Highly recommend them.
0: I'll see you at the next one.
1: Absolutely. I'll be there for sure.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thank you
1: very much. Bye-bye.